All right, all right, all Love right, all right, radio. all right. All right, this is Watchman on the Wall. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. This is 2023. It's the June, it's August already. It's the 3rd of August, and uh, I got my brother on with me from Lubbock. Le- 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 me and that name can't pronounce it right. Lubbock, Texas. Uh, Tim uh, Tim Jackson, hey man, he's on with me. He'll be with the old members for her first half hour. He said he's gonna try to hang in there. I'm gonna give him the first half hour because I want to hear him uh, drop the hammer, see what he got on his mind, what what, what the scripture says, and what he have heard. Things going around, you know how the devil is. He's busy, 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 and he's busy doing nothing but wrecking people's lives. But I'm here to tell you, I know a man from Galilee, Jesus Christ. He can straighten your life out if you want to be straightened out. And that is set you free from sin, death, hell, and the grave. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Watchmen on the Wall. I'm standing high. I'm looking high. And I see things coming up on the face of the earth right now, coming from the Word of God. I ain't making none of it up. It's coming from the Scripture. So we're going to get into it right now. We're going to have prayer. And uh, Tim gonna come on, and I'm gonna, I ain't gonna give him nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him take the thirty minutes. If he if he gets good to him, he might stay on a little long. I know he got a little studying to do, but anyway, we're gonna have prayer. Okay, I'm gonna pray, and then Tim Jackson gonna come on and, and blow the trumpet. Amen. Because the trumpet's getting ready to be blown. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. A lot of people think I'm crazy. I lost my mind. They think I should be locked up somewhere. Yes, I'm locked up on <laughs> Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He's coming back. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We need you, Father. We need your strength. We need your word. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to uh, 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 proclaim this gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ before the rapture of the church. We know, Lord, your grace is so wonderful. You're going to give us, you're going to give the world seven years after the rapture of the church, amen, to make up their mind what they want to do. But let me tell you, it's going to be hell on earth. And we know it, Amen. but we're here to let the world know, let the preachers know, let the deacon know, let the sisters know, let the, the liars and the fornicators and the backbiters and the hypocrites get ready because God himself is getting ready to stomp his feet. And let me tell you, don't worry about the wrath of God. God has been mercy to us. He's been kind to us. And let me tell you, he has He has a, a temper when he's, do him wrong and talk about him and deny him and reject him. He's got a wrath coming. And the Bible said the wrath of God lies upon those that's disobedient. And if you're Amen. disobedient, you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal sin. You're disobedient. You're hard-headed. You're stiff-necked. But we ask you right now in the name of Jesus, as Brother Tim come forth, Lord, let him break the word. Let your Holy Spirit move upon him. Give him the wisdom and knowledge right to divide the word of truth that he don't have to be ashamed. In Jesus' name we pray. Woo, let the church say amen. I'm hot on the griddle. I'm hot on the griddle. Go ahead, Brother Tim. Amen, Brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for that introduction. All glory be to God. It ain't about me. Amen. Amen. And we're here to break bread with the saints. Amen. We thank you all for tuning in and listening. We thank you all for being faithful. Amen. Not to us, but to God. Amen. You're here to listen and to learn. Amen. God has given it to us to speak this special word at this time. As I said about a few weeks ago, I believe that we was we were made for this time, me and Elder Bazaar. 
It was yes, meaningful. Amen. Look at the age. Yes, sir, Amen. He's old enough definitely to be my father. Amen. I believe he's like 28 years older than me. 28, 29 <laughs> years older than me. Amen. Amen. My, mo- my, my mother and father was much older than that when they had me. They was in, they were 40 years old when I was born. Amen. Mm-hmm. I was kind of unexpected. Amen. I was the last <laughs> child. Amen. Hey, I'm here. That's right, brother. I am here. I am happy to be here. I am glad to be here. Despite what the enemy's trying to do to me, he's trying to do everything he can to turn yes, me he back. Is. He really yes, is. He is. And amen. I won't give him the glory. Amen. All no. glory be to the most high God. Amen. I am grateful for my joy despite what I go through, what I've been through. I am right. joyful. I am cheerful. Amen. I'm excited. Amen. Because you want to know why? I have the victory. That's one thing Come I know. On. See, at the end of the day, come on. No matter what the devil do, what he may throw at you, Bob said he'll he'll come at you as a roaring lion. Yeah, and that's all he can do. It just simply roar. He ain't got no bite when it comes to the saints. That's right. But one thing no I do feet. know, he got the amen. <laughs> that's it. One thing I do know, at doctor, the at the is that. <laughs> amen. Man, amen. Bro. One thing I do know. Amen. One thing I do know is that he cannot touch you unless God allows him to. All right. And God don't too often allow the devil to touch you. If he do, remember the mm-hmm. scriptures. I'll put no no more on you than you could bear. You can bear. Amen. Amen. He said, I'll put no more on you than, than you could bear. And I am more than the world against you, for we are more yeah, than conquerors. Yeah. We have to remember the scripture. We have to fight the enemy with scripture. See, the enemy wants us to get mad, pick up a weapon. That's how he wants you to fight. That's what, do that's something. What, he that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to get, try to do everything he can to push a button, get you out of character. See, that ain't nothing but the devil. That's what he wants to do. He'll sneak in a coward. That's all right. His time is almost <laughs> up. God going to deal with him, and when he deal with him, he going to, after he cast him down this second time. So we wait for the second time for Lucifer to be cast down. He's going to be cast down to the earth. And when he's cast down, we know that last three and a half years, amen, he's going to, the Antichrist is going to go from the Antichrist to what? What the Bible calls him? A yeah, the beast. beast. That's right. Amen. I know the doctor knows. He's going to be a beast. See, a lot of people don't catch that. He's going to go from the Antichrist to the beast. The beast is who? The Revelation chapter 12. Lucifer. Yeah. Amen. The, drag, the Amen, great dragon is going to become a beast. And, man, people don't get that analogy, what it means. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, in sports, I know it became popular, I think, like about 10 years ago. When the athlete was real good and he was he was just outperforming everybody, they say, "Oh, he's a beast! Oh man, he can't be stopped!" Amen. That's what they were saying. He's a, he's a beast on the field. He's a beast on the court. You know, that just meant he was just superior to the other athletes. Well, let me tell you something. Lucifer is going to be a beast on this earth. That's yes, he is. He's going to be a beast on this earth, which means that. Uh, to mankind, not to God, not to Michael or the angels of heaven, not to Yahweh, not the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, but only to man, he will be on earth and he will be 
superior to man. And that's why the Bible says in Revelation 12, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, for come Lucifer on, has come down to you. Meaning yeah. that, oh, my gosh, do you Ooh. know what's coming? Man, this is this stuff we're dealing with now is lightweight. Oh, man, folks ain't going to know what to do with themselves. People are going to be trying to take their lives. We know what it says about the five months. People are trying to take their lives, and they can't find death. Death is going to Come on, preacher. But don't you know what it says in Revelation, the sixth chapter, verse 8, says, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that uh, sat on him was death, and hell followed with him, and power was given unto him, unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill. One-fourth of mankind is going to be destroyed. There's almost Ooh. 8 billion people on this planet. So you do the math on that, two, four, six, eight. The numbers are matching up perfectly. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to wake up and preach the gospel. Come the on, numbers preacher. match. We are almost at 8 billion people, almost at the return of Christ. He's going to, then you know the saints got to be taken out. So you got to take out that calculation, which is going to leave your number, amen, on the earth. Lucifer is going to he's going to destroy a good number of people. Some scholars believe it's going to be half of the number. Some believe it's going to be 25% of the number. You don't understand. When you get into, when you look at 2 billion people dead in, in half that time, that is a lot of people. Some scholars yes, think it no, it's going to be more than that. They say it's going to be over half the world population is going to be dead by the time of Christ. That is a lot of people. Do you know that that's people. not... That that's not unthinkable. That's unheard of. The Bible says it. What did it say that? Daniel twelfth chapter. There's never that's that's one of the first places that it mentioned. It said it said it will never be a time it has never been a time like it since the beginning from Adam up to Daniel. Daniel said, Not even up to my time or in my time, nor after that time will it ever be anything like it seen. So mm. much bloodshed, like the brother said, there's going to be so much blood on this earth. My gosh, it's going to be ridiculous. They ain't going to have time to even bury the bodies. People Come gonna on, be overdosing on drugs. People are going to be, uh, the, the, they're going to be all this drug use, drug abuse. The disease, sexual diseases, man, the, what's going on with the sexual disease? What's wrong with people? These people are having sex unprotected. They say syphilis is on the rise like crazy. This stuff is real. You can play with it. You can laugh at it. You can joke about it. They ain't pushing this transgender uh, nonsense for nothing. They pushing it on the children. They pushing yes, it out in the world like crazy. Come on, Richard. No, his time is it's almost up. up. His time is just about up. Amen. 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 But what I want to point out to you, I want to go back over to those uh, Trumpets. We were talking about oh, the other yeah, day. Yeah. Uh, amen. 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 We know that eight Revelation. Chapter. Amen. The eight chapter. Eight chapter. I want to. Yeah, amen. Yeah, amen. That's it. I, the, the the blood. When you turn on your faucet, remember um, Lucifer. Uh, I mean, not Lucifer. Remember Pharaoh and Moses when they um, yeah. when they were trying. They showed the movie how uh, one of the magicians had a base. He tried to pour the vase of water back into the to the river, and the river began to change temporarily, and that blood just came right on out. <laughs> you can't hold power, God. You ain't got. 
we have no power when it comes to God's judgment. You you can't overthrow God's judgment. This wicked satanic system, amen, is not just, is not balanced. But when Christ come back, he's going he's gonna to make everything just. He's going to balance the books. It's time to pay. It's time come to on. pay up when Christ come back. Come you on, know what it is. Come on. The river's going to turn to blood. There's this all sea life is going to be destroyed. What are you going to do? What are you going to eat? What Who's are you going to be so high? Amen. You can't run. You can't hide. You think it's going to be fun time when the saints are raptured out of here? It's not going to be fun time. No, there like won't the be no fun. Said it sure ain't. The doctor just said, he said it's going to be hell on earth. And earth. these folks are going to accept this mark. Do you realize the last three and a half years, they're going to accept that mark because you want to know why? They want money. You gotta they eat. want money. You got to pay your bills. You got to continue to do business. Amen. That's it. So if you had not confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart Come on. that uh, God had raised Christ from the dead, you are lost. You, you don't lost. have no victory. You will be here to face the Antichrist Ooh-wee. and the beast. You're going to accept the Antichrist and the beast. And the beast is going to be worse. Ten, probably ten times. We don't know how many times worse than the than the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is going to be terrible. Well, he's going to make Hitler and all them and Stalin and all the other uh, bad boys uh, never connect. He's going to make all of them like kindergartners. Come on, this preacher. is the Antichrist we're talking about. And then when the beast hit the earth, which is the, the great dragon, Lucifer hit this planet. He's going to be mad as hell. Oh, he's going to be mad. Because you want to know why he's going to be mad? Revelation uh-huh. 12 tell you. His time is short, number one. That's one reason why he's going to be mad as hell. He only know he got three and a half years left before he's cast down for one thousand. See, Lucifer and them already know their faith. God told him his faith in yes, Genesis sir. in the beginning. So for 6,000 years, he knew what his faith was going to be, and he knew he was not going to be Christ. He tried. He said maybe there's a one in a trillion or a hundred trillion or Hundred billion trillion chance that I can defeat God, and He failed. Yeah, God said, "I am not to be played with. I'm not Come to be messed with." He failed. Lucifer and the fallen angels and the demons from hell—they're all and all the lost souls that reject God. So that's the sad part. As you get the opportunity to redeem yourself, they Come can't on. redeem themselves. There's nothing that they could do. They're going to perish for all eternity. Now, why would you want to choose to go with that band of losers is beyond me. I, I, can't, I can't understand it. I Lord, can't. have mercy. Amen. I just can't understand why people decided, okay. no. I, I mean, we've heard people. We witnessed the people. Even when, my, even when I was a kid, my dad used to witness the people. People would make jokes. And I wonder where these people are today because they was his age at the time. And my dad, if he was alive today, he'd be 90 years old, but he's not here. And then you imagine the people in his time that he was witnessing to, they would joke about God, they would be drunkards, they would be murderers. Amen. One of my dad's best friends, he died when he was 99 years old. My dad was in his 50s. This man was 40 years older than my dad. It was my dad's best friend. He he used to always go and talk to him. The man died at age 99. I never known this man to go to church or anything like that. Now I don't know if he ever confessed God before he left this earth. Right. But my right. God, do you know 
Do you know that's a terrible thing to get to live 99 years and never confess God? That's a terrible thing. That's a terrible thing to have to stand for God for all them years of your life. And I'm not saying that he wasn't saved. I'm just saying I, I knew the type of man he was when he was a, when he was a young man. He had, he had murdered somebody. He had went to prison. And uh, he was a good guy, you know, when he got – I don't know how he was when he was younger years. But, you know, my him, him, my dad was just – my dad used to talk to him about God and try to buy him the church, but he would never go. He would never come to church. I said, I don't know much about – I was young. I was a kid. Then, but I yeah, just remember yeah. Him. He was a yeah. nice old man. He used to give us peaches. He was a nice old man. But I just think about these things. Were, were these people's souls? Here's the thing. We come from somewhere. You got to go somewhere. Your soul, yes, it, it is evident. It is evident that you are an eternal being. I don't care what nobody tell you. Don't let nobody lie to you. Talk about no reincarnation. Don't let them tell you that after this, this is it. I had somebody tell me after this, this is it. Ain't nothing else after this. You just go back to being dirt. I said, boy, that's a lie from the pits of hell. Who told you that lie? Yes, it is. Don't you yes, know that is. when you sleep, your mind is still going? That's yeah. because you are an eternal being. being. Even God said, I knew you before I created you. You have always uh, existed in the mind of God. We have always existed. We are a part of God. That's why it is important that we go work back to God. But you got folks out here perpetuating nonsense. You listening to these rappers. You listen to these folks. I know some guy on YouTube, he's become very popular. His name is Billy something. Somebody from the church sent me some nonsense on that. I told him, I said, brother, that's demonic what this guy speak. He ain't doing them a twist yeah. the Bible. It's so many folks that are take. They have the, brother, watch this. They have the nerve to take our book, God's Word, and try to teach on it. And when they teach yeah, on it, that, that, it that, never lines up. But they want to say what Jesus said and what God said. That's a but, lot of even, but they're not even teaching structure. They just no. whipped up some nonsense just to get some views on YouTube because they know majority of the world are going to listen to that nonsense, and they are making tens of thousands of dollars per month. I heard some of these people making over 50 grand a month. Yeah, telling lies. No, there you go, brother. Telling lies. Say it again. Say it again. Telling lies. Telling lies. Telling lies. Nonsense. And folks rather listen to that nonsense than to listen to us. And we got structure. We got meaning. We got word. We got Bible scriptures to support what we teach. But you hardly ever. But you can hardly get people to listen to us. It's nonsense, brother. Nonsense, it's nothing, man. Crazy. I'm talking about in the hundreds of thousands. thousands. This guy has over a million viewers, if I'm not mistaken, on YouTube. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. What kind of nonsense? But this just this just go and proves the scriptures. Straight and narrows the way that leads to righteousness. Where none gather. Where none want to go. Come on. Great and broad is the way that leads to destruction. You yes, know that sir. the amount of people that's going to go to hell in the lake of fire is probably going to be over 90% of the earth's population over time? Yeah. That's, that's mind-blowing. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. Out of billions Check of people. Yeah, huh? sir. Amen. 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 Check Noah. That's it. Amen. Look at Noah and his family. Eight people Eight out of the people. earth's population. Eight people. 
And what people don't understand is, if you look at the scripture closely, it said that it was a what a world before the flood. Do you know what yes, that means? Some people scholars say, oh, it's probably about five or eight million. No, no. Man lived to be almost a thousand years old and and had multiple children. Modern folks having children upon children. Some of the folks didn't even know what their children were. You know how these men are. Look at how the men do today. They have Come kids. On. I've met men. They're like, how in the world you got 12 kids, 15 kids, you got four, five, seven baby mamas? What kind of nonsense? I'm like, who is letting you? Lay up with them just to do that. Come on, preacher. And you think about the stuff that's going on today. Oh man, before Noah, you know that they was cutting up. They were lawless. There was no law. They were sleeping with women, sleeping with men. They probably had over fifty to a hundred kids. Easy. You were living two, three hundred years. Imagine the time that people were living on this earth. Come on, preacher. There was a world before the. Do you know what that means? There was billions of. The Bible said. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the return of the Son of Man. Meaning when Christ comes back, it's going to be the same way. There's same billions way. now. There was billions. There ain't no say probably five to ten billion then. It was billions of people on the planet. And God destroyed them. And guess how many escaped through the flood? Come on, preacher. Eight souls. Don't you know it's going to be like that during jail when the the trouble, the last trouble, when Christ raised all those souls at the end of the millennium, after Lucifer's casting like fire, it's done. Once he cast their king or their prince, whatever you want to call it, once he cast Lucifer and them fallen angels and them demons into the lake of fire, Christ he he going to command hell and death. To open up, and they got to give them up. Death and hell. And when Christ speaks, oh baby, you best believe anything in existence. The Bible says, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. When He speaks, oh you demons tremble, all they tremble. Loose from the fire, they tremble when he talks. Oh y'all playing, y'all playing with y'all souls. I can't play with mine. I love God too much to play with my soul. When he speak, you best believe death and hell gonna look up and they gonna let him loose. All Come those on, souls preacher. gonna go up to to the atmosphere out of, out of the earth. They gonna go up into space wherever we gonna be, and you gonna just all them souls gonna be before Christ. At the great great white throne judge. Great white throne. To be judged. Lord have mercy. From sixty from the Adam all the way to now. Come on. Don't stand before God. Come to be on. Oh good God Almighty. And you got to give it up. Give when it up. When he asks you, you gonna have to give it up. I would hate to be ran up and down on that. I hate being dealt with like that. I do. Come Even on. since I was a kid, I hate to be there. I hate to be reprimanded. Be in front of somebody and they just talking down to you. Why you didn't do this? Why? In in uh, I don't say I don't want to want to go to hell. Yeah, I don't know. You 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 ought to you ought to not want to be reprimanded. But you sure gonna be reprimanded on that day. He gonna no, ask you about everything. He gonna ask you about everything you did. The the Bob book in Revelation twenty. Look at it and read it. It said, and really? the books, John said, the book, plural, books, books were over. I'm like, oh, my God. And Christ got all these books. What he fixed to do? 
He's fixing to judge. And he's going to run you down. He's going to say, man, everything you did right here. Yeah, it is. Right here. Why'd you do yeah, this? It is. Why'd you do that? Why didn't you do this? And yeah, and both think they're going to talk smart. You you do understand. <laughs> Come on, preacher. You go you you do understand that his voice is the sound of, of thunder. And man, let me tell you, I don't know about y'all, but when it thunders, I don't play. I cut everything. I don't I play. iPad, video game, I don't care. Computer, everything is off when it's thundering, baby. Because I don't play. My dad used to teach us that's the voice of God. You don't play when it's thundering. Oh, let's Ooh, cut everything. Jesus. I'm going to have to go through the house. Make it, y'all cut all that stuff off. When it rumbles, when God, don't you see how the earth rumbles? Rumble, baby. And the Bible says his voice is as the sound of many waters. Many well, how waters. you think his voice won't sound? And you're going to talk back to him? It ain't going to be no talk back. You better get cast in the lake of fire. I don't think I don't think you're in a position to talk back. I don't think you even want to talk back. To make no. your situation worse, I don't think you want to say, and I think the best thing for you to do is say, yes, yes, Lord, you're right. I could, I should have did. Yes, Lord. That's all you're going to be able to say is, yes, Lord. God, you're right, Lord. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you going to be pleading? They're going to be begging? God, don't throw me in the lake of fire. Lord, I tried. Lord, I, I want to. I want. No, it's, but it's going to be too late. Tell it like Why it would is. you want to wait till it's too late to stand before the Most High God? And this is your faith. And the Bible says the angels ain't going to walk you over. You ain't going to run over and jump into the lake of fire. No, you ain't. It's going to be so true. You better read the book of Enoch and what he said about it. Enoch said it made him sad. It made him so sorrowful to know that one day for all eternity, look, look what it said, that he know that souls, that's what he said, souls got to spend their all eternity, mankind, demons, Lucifer, the fallen angels got to spend all eternity suffering and perishing. And whatever it was about the lake of fire, it was alive. He said, man, it just terrified him. He said, wait a minute, somebody got to spend their eternity in that? Well, I don't know if it was boiling. I don't know if it was bubbling. I don't know if it was screaming, hollering, screeching. I don't know what it was, but it terrified him to know that souls had to spend all eternity. Eternity. Lord, have mercy. You better get over yourself. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. You better get over yourself and thinking that you all that and that you're going to miss hell and the lake of fire. You know how many people, so many people have been arrogant to think that, oh, God, Lord, they ain't going to have me. I'm going to get it right in enough time. Played them games, and they in hell right now, locked up. Ain't no escaping from hell. No, no. You there in the Revelation, death and hell, and those that fall, you are locked up. Ain't no second chance. Ain't no purgatory. I heard that nonsense a long time ago. I heard some kids say, you don't believe in purgatory? I didn't know what in the world. I said, what is purgatory? Well, purgatory (laughs) is pleasure when you die. God gives you a second chance. I, and and since I've been the dough, I've never read or heard. You can even Google it. There's nowhere in the Bible about purgatory. No, no There's not scripture in existence that talks about. See, this is the satanic, Luciferian witchcraft that folks that's preaching, that's talking about this nonsense. And they line the folks. Oh, you get a second. Oh, yeah, man, God, I mean, you do it all you want. That's okay. We all be doing what we want. If we got a second chance, oh, man, I was going to live up the life of sin. Just do it up. Throw it up and throw it back. Come on. 
Shoes, man. What you talking about? We get a safety law. God going to allow me when I get there. Yeah, God, yeah, I'm ready. That ain't how it works. I thought that, that ain't how it worked, bro. Ago. I told no, myself, point me, I said, man, I said, God, I ain't ready yet. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't parted enough. I ain't been with enough women yet. I ain't did what I want to do. I ain't seen the sights. I ain't did it. I ain't been to enough clubs. I ain't been to enough strip clubs. I ain't been to enough bars. I ain't met enough women. Lord, let me just enjoy. I ain't made enough money. I ain't had enough cars. I ain't had enough of nothing. Clothes, money, <laughs> jewelry, cologne, you name it. I was ready for it. Lord, have mercy. Let me show you how God works. God works in a mysterious way. God will touch your soul so he'll rock you to the core. Come and on. it's up to you to not have a reprobate mind. It's up to Come you on. to answer that call. God Come is on. merciful. Man, me and my brothers, me and my brothers was just on the phone the other day. We was on a group thing on the phone just yesterday. Talked about that. How merciful is God? God could have destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah without even a hint, a hint of a warning. Come on. So God always says, Warning comes before destruction. You better believe that's yes, what real sir. sin. Yes, sir. Like prayers you said. Say that again, brother. Say that again. Yes. Say warning that again. comes before destruction. And you better believe, baby, it is real when I tell you that. God will rock your core. He rocked my core 23 years ago. When I was talking about all that noise and all, God, I ain't ready. I grew up in church. I'm good. I'm going to wait till I get good and old and come to you. I was talking smack. God touched my soul. He rocked my core. I said, Lord, I'm ready to listen. Lord, Lord, whatever you need, I'm ready. Amen. I'm ready for you. That's all it took. That's all it took. I said, it don't take much to change my mind. God will rock your core. Yes, he will. He'll touch your wife. He'll touch you. He'll make you sick. He'll make you about to die. He'll make something happen in your world to get your attention and say, now, I am God. Now, what were you saying about God? Now, what were you saying? What were you saying? I can't hear you. Uh, Lord, Come on. See, I humbled myself. I was smart. Lord, no, I wasn't talking about nothing. All that I was talking about, <laughs> I wasn't talking about nothing. Nothing. Lord, you got it. Oh, brother, he rocked my core. That's it. God, you got it. I hear you now. If I didn't hear you then a week ago, if I didn't hear you I a hear month you now. ago, if I didn't hear you a year ago, Lord, I hear you now. What do you need me to do? That's how God works. And hopefully. It won't take all that for you to get saved because you know why? God has been warning us for many years. Many years. Amen. Through our parents, through our loved ones, through our siblings that are saved. God has rocked our course several times. It might have been lightly, but God has warned you. He's warned me lightly before. I just acknowledge, oh, that wasn't nothing. That wasn't nothing. God didn't mean it. That wasn't nothing. But, boy, he, he rocked my world 23 years ago. April, Come on, I, was like, I think it was April 15th. I'll never forget the day. April 15, 2000. He rocked my world. I said, Lord, you know what? I'm yours. I said, I don't need this in my life. Amen. Well, what you need Amen. me to do? Amen. I got saved that same day. Because I knew better. I was raised in church. Yeah. Amen. I had been enlightened. I knew what God needs for me to do. God said, I need you, Tim. Because you want to know why. Let me tell you why God needs He don't really need you. But he needs you because of who you are. A lot of people have influence just based on who they are. Just your character. You have influence. And a lot of people will follow you, whether it's your nieces, your nephews, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, your family. They will follow you. And sadly, if you ain't careful, they'll follow you to hell. 
And that yeah, was, yeah, that was yeah. what the story was about with the uh, was with the rich man and, and, and the poor man. He said, yeah. Lord, he said, but Lord, I got five brothers in my father's house. In other words, in my family, there's five brothers. Let me go back and talk to them and speak to them. See, he has, he was leading his brother's work. He knew where he was leading them. He was leading them to hell. Mm. And he said, I don't want them, God, to come here. Good. Some of you are so influential. You got money. You got degrees. Those neighborhood love you. The, the community love you. The family members love you. So influential. And God wants you to influence your family in the right Hallelujah. direction. Hallelujah. Go ahead, brother. You could save people's soul just by you changing and turning. Man, such and such got saved. Man, maybe I need to. And, they, and you go to Winston and talk to them, and they say, man, you know what? Man, I think I'm going to go ahead and give my life to Christ. So you go to Winston and talk to them. I say, man, I knew this joker. I know if God can save this person, I know I can be saved. But some folks love this life so much, brother. They love it yeah. so much. They yeah. don't want to turn around. They don't want to turn around. They're so confident. Yeah. They don't want to turn around. Pride. There it is, pride. they so proud. Look at me. I'm so fine. I'm so sexy. They got the women got big hips and big butts. Come now on they now, big breasts. They can buy looks. You ain't got to be. You ain't got to be born with it, but look, they got the rock with the mama gave them. They, Come they, on. they go rock with the doctor. <laughs> they go shake with the doctor cable. <laughs> they got to shake with the mama. They go shake with the doctor gave them. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So, you know, men, I don't know if men got that type of stuff where they can, I don't think there's nothing they can do. They can lose weight. Amen. But, you know, the men got the bodies, though. They may be handsome or whatever. Got money, got business, got prestige in the community, got degrees. Everybody know you. Everybody love Everybody want to be around you. Yeah. Come on, preacher. Break it down. Who don't want to be around somebody that's somebody? Man, I'm telling y'all, we are in the Laodicean church, the last church. Church yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is it. Talk church about is it. Rich. Men are rich. They, 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 I was looking at a report that they, uh, they were saying people are becoming multi-millionaires in six months. I six said, months. Six months. I mean, when I was a kid, brother, one of the one of the biggest millionaires in our city. They talked about him how it took him years to become a millionaire. Back then, they, back then, they, when you got, well, these were older men in the eighties. They said it took them thirty or forty years to build a well. Lord have mercy. Yeah. There was no such thing. There was no such thing back in the day to become a millionaire in six months. If you did, well, I don't know what you were doing. I don't know what type of soul so you. I don't know what you sold the devil to get to give him to give you a million dollars in six months. You had to hit the lottery. I don't know what you had to do back then. But it took time to build well back then. It was no overnight. It was no such thing as we didn't have no social media. Now people become millionaires overnight. They say overnight. I remember, in fact, I know for a fact that, that you that uh, people become millionaires overnight. I remember, brother, it was this guy, and everybody tried to duplicate what he did. He did something so simple on the Internet. It was like some type of advertisement he did, and he just said, give me a dollar. And over a million people gave him a dollar overnight. 
he became a millionaire. I'll never forget. I forgot what it was. It was some little crazy advertising that he did, little marketing advertising he did. Everybody gave him, he said, just give me $1. He got over a million people to give him $1. He became a millionaire overnight. Another people tried oh, to do what he or... did, and it, and it didn't have the same effect. But because he was the first person to do it, brother. He became a millionaire overnight. Lord Jesus. And you can do it. You, We are in the yeah, age where you practically can become a millionaire overnight. They said of all, and there are people just now in the 80s, uh, 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s. I'm talking about they never did in their life. Now they become a millionaire. Not through the lottery. The point I'm making is the king is coming. The king. The, the, the trumpet is about to sound for the same. Come on, preacher. You don't want to be here when those other trumpets sound. My Lord, when them angels sound those trumpets, it's in the third part of the sun was smitten. Revelation 8 and 12. And the fourth angel sounded in the third part of the sun was smitten. In other words, it was dark. And the third part of the moon, the third part of the star. Do you know that when Christ get ready to return, it's going to turn pitch black. And they're going to Lord see Jesus. Just like you would yeah. say. It's, it's, going to, it's, like the, it's like the heavens going to fall. My God. They're going to cry out. Follow me. Hide me. Come on, face preacher. of him that set it on the throne. Set on the throne. Man, though you know that Revelation is just giving us a glimpse, just a peep of what's going to happen. There's so much stuff that's going to happen. Y'all, yes, it is. don't be here. Yes, it is. Don't choose to be here. It ain't going to be fun. You think it's going to be fun? They're going to have no, this, no this, this, this one-world church, one-world religion. The gays going to be running rampant. They just think they're just going to have a ball. Oh, man, do you know it's going to turn up on everything? Everything on, that's yes, bad is. going to turn yes, up. Yes, it is. Racism going to turn up. The people who turn that, up. That, uh, uh, my brother said he was trying to witness to a young man. I'm going to say this. I'm going to get ready to give it over to the brother. I'm going to get out there, but I'm going to listen to him. But, but my brother said he tried to witness to this young man. He said the young man was complaining about racism and cows and how the cops keep killing black men and all this stuff. He said, well, brother, let me ask you a question. He said, oh, do you believe in God? He said, no, nah, man, I don't want to hear that. I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't, but, but you hear his mindset, right? I don't want to hear that. I don't want nothing to do with that. My brother said, okay, man, I understand that. He said, but are you, he said, but there's other ways. Are you part of any structured organization that uh, basically uh, protests police brutality? In other words, are you with Black Lives Matter? Are you with the NAACP, uh, the, 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 uh, no, any type of organization, the 100 black men? Are you with any? He said, no, I don't want to be part of that neither. He said, well, young man, he said, he said, that's, that's part of the problem. He said, he says, nothing else I can, I can guide you any other way, but you got to be part of something. He said, you can't just be out here by yourself. He said, you got to be part of something that's greater and bigger than you, which is true. See, people think that's, that's going to be fun when the saints are gone. No. If you're gay, they're going to be killing gays like crazy. Transgender, they're going to be killing, murdering you like crazy. If you in the, in, in the minority, they're going to be discriminating and killing you like crazy. If Satan is going to turn up the heat, if they, if they kidnapping and, and, and taking advantage of women, they're going to do it even worse in the tribulation. 
People think that it's not. It's going to be war. The first thing that's going to kick off when the Antichrist comes, he's going to try to smooth this thing over. He's going he gonna to basically take over the government. So they're going to they get them to agree with what he says in his way. But don't you know it's going to be World War III going to kick off? You know what that's going to do? All of them, they already crying and complaining about it next. They already know what it's going to do. It's, it's going to Europe and America, Asia, Russia, China. And did you hear, did y'all hear about what was going on in Africa? Come on. 80 yeah. countries. Oh, boy, I wish I had more. I, I, I wish I, I was through my assignment. But I didn't have to do my assignment. Let me say this. I got to get out there. <laughs> You bad boy, boy. Mm-hmm. Brother, there ain't number God. All glory be to God. Brother, did you know they said that 80 African countries are now talking about joining Russia? Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. I told y'all two to three years back, I said, I told y'all, I said, the Bible says Sudan. If you read, let me see. Yeah. I know you know where it's at. I know it's over yes, there. Let me see if I can find it. Lord have mercy. I wish I had more time. There's a there's a scripture. Let me see. I think it's, it's over in the I know it's in the book of Daniel. I want to say it's somewhere else. Daniel. Here it is. Daniel. I'm over in Daniel. Let me see if I can find I should have highlighted. Lord have mercy. I think it's Daniel the seventh chapter. It's somewhere like that. Six, seven. Oh, yeah. Well, I know you know where it's at. I remember that. It says, uh, uh, Ethiopia should stretch your hands. Come on. Man, you I, I know what you're talking that. about, brother. Bro, you better talk gonna... that noise to me, brother. I, I, yeah. man, I just wish I had. Uh, talk that noise. It's one of these scriptures. It's in Daniel, somewhere between 6 to the ninth chapter. See if I can find it real quick. I got to share this with y'all. Oh, it's so powerful, brother. Let's see. It's before the 70 weeks. It's before, I think it's before they got into the 70 weeks. It talks about, I may have to Google it real just to give it to y'all. Let's see if I can Ooh, find Let me Google it real quick so I can make it quick. Yeah. Ethiopia in the book of Daniel. Let me, let, me, let me see if I can find that real quick, brother. Ethiopia in the book of Daniel. Ethiopia. And Daniel. The book of Daniel. There we go. Let's see, 11 and 40. It's only actually 11 chapters. It's 11 43. Let me see if it is. Yeah, I think yeah. I, know, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. I know what you're talking it says, about. But he shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver and yeah, all, over yeah. all the precious things of Egypt. And the living in Ethiopia shall be at his steps. Amen. That might be it. I'm going I'm to come back. When, when, what, what do we have today? Thursday. I'm going to come back Saturday and make sure I have it together for y'all because I want to share that with y'all. But what it is, anyway, Ethiopia is going to be part of the king of the north. And in ancient time, the Greeks used to, used to associate all of Africa as Ethiopia. In fact, you Google it, you look at old ancient maps of Africa, it will show the whole, it was just called all Ethiopia. So when I read that, I said, wait a minute. This ain't just talking about the Sudan Ethiopia. That's just, that, that was the Holy Spirit giving me that. This is talking about really Africa is going to join yeah. Russia, China, 
and China has been in Africa's back pocket for for decades now. For probably 20, 30, 40 years now. They've been in that back kind of, you know, building a relationship with them for years. The the Africans trusted the Chinese. Yeah. I said, Lord have mercy. This is the alliance that the Bible's talking about. I'm gonna find that and I'm gonna come back. Hey, but yeah, I'm find that, that, yeah. I, I I want to share that with you all. But my brother, he was just saying, he said, Man, you know that, that there are more countries talking about embracing Putin, African countries embracing Putin, and America is mad at Africa, talking about, well, we're going to sanction you. Well, the African countries say, well, you can sanction us all you want, because guess what? We're going to join BRICS. A lot of people don't even know what BRICS is. You miss that in the church. They'll look at you crazy. They think you talk about BRICS on the house. No, BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. They're yeah. all joining together to, to get their own currency. Oh, you better believe this is a new world. Come on, come this on. This is a new world. Amen. Amen. Come on. I had to share that with y'all to let you know it's serious, folks. It's I said serious. all that to say that it's it ain't, You can play with it. You can laugh at it. You say, oh, like the brother said, all oh, them nuts, them preachers, they gone crazy. They just talking. <laughs> okay. It's inevitable. It will and it's going to happen. Whether ready or not, here it comes. Go ahead, doctor. Oh, look at here, man. You're dropping the hammer, man. You done smashed it. You done smashed it. You you, 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 you got the spirit of the Lord is upon you. And what you just said, amen, is true. And I know what you're talking about when you talk about the, the uh, African nations going to link up with uh, Russia because uh, Russia, uh, the African nations got a, got a all against the American people, uh, uh, the American people trying to get them to change from from uh from the natural use of a woman to go homosexuals and the Africans say no we ain't we ain't taking all that garbage and so now uh they got an alt between uh the Africans and the Americans because America is in serious trouble on what they got to go through and what they done done and what they won't repent of and we in a situation now the brother said hey, amen it's gonna get heavy after a while. And if you have not given your heart to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if you have not accepted Christ as your personal Savior and haven't, haven't accepted John 3.16, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. My friends, let me tell you, whoever you are, wherever you are, What's your status quo? Jesus Christ is actually coming back. And I believe with my heart, with my mind, with my soul, with every fiber of my body, Jesus Christ is going to be here by September. I ain't got no date, but I'm telling you right now, we are in an area where it's irreversible. Amen is irreversible. Ain't no going to be no, some people say it's going to be a great big revival uh, that strike America. Only time a revival going to strike America is when, the church is raptured up, to rapture it up, and 144,000 comes and preach the gospel of the kingdom. There's going to be a worldwide revival. I don't know how much it's going to affect America, but America better wake up. Church folks better wake up. Preachers better wake up. Deacons better wake up. Uh, 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 the doorkeeper better wake up. Look, it's time to quit playing hanky-panky in the church. The church should be preaching what? 
the burial, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and holiness living and the return of the great God out of Zion, which will be Christ himself. Before Christ comes back to this earth, listen to what I'm saying now. Before Christ comes back to the I guarantee you without a shadow of a doubt, the Antichrist is going to arrive. In fact, the Antichrist is alive today, walking, talking, and doing business. Oh, yes, he is. He's not hiding. It's just that people don't know where he's at. And the only way that I found where he's at is through the scriptures and through prayer and through a uh, 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 commitment to do God's word and to let the people know Bible prophecy will be fulfilled. Everything in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation that talks about prophecy will be fulfilled. And the last seven years will be the fulfillment of the close of the age. In other words, Satan is done. It's up for Satan. So what Satan is doing now? He's not sleeping. He's not taking no breaks. He's not going down at the park playing a little tennis or whatever. He is busy. What is he doing? He's deceiving. He's lying. He's doing every wicked deed that he can think of to turn people away from God. And guess what? He's doing it. Why? Because people are letting Satan rule their lives. When you don't take the word of God, when you don't repent of your sin, when you don't turn from sin, when you don't hate sin, when you love sin and you indulge in sin, most likely you ain't going to want to repent because sin is what? Pleasure. Oh, man. There's so much pleasure in sin that you probably won't even meet the quota. There's so much pleasure in doing wrong, but after you're done wrong, there's a cost that you've got to pay. You got to pay for your sin. And today, today people tell you right now, I pay for my sins, man. Shoot. I think the brother mentioned all, you can have all the women. You can have all the cars and all the real estate. You can have all the places of life. You can have your money. You can have your real estate. You can have your girls and your boyfriends. And you can take your drugs. And you can drink your drink. And you can go where you want to go. You can do what you want. Man, that's pleasure. But pleasure only lasts for a season. Ooh, man. And the most pleasure that you can find is all over the world. But the most unique place that you can find a lot of pleasure is in big cities and on the coast of California and New York. You can find pleasure. People got something to do evil every day. Every day people working evil. Because people ain't praying. People ain't singing Zion's song. People ain't repenting. They ain't, they ain't calling on the name of the Lord. They ain't, they ain't fearing God. They ain't reverence God. They just don't, they're trying to walk all over God. They're trying to tell God what to do. But let me tell you, you're a fool. You're a double fool. You're a triple fool. If you think you can override God, and the devil is the one of the biggest fools, think he still can whip God. He can't whip him. He couldn't whip him from the beginning. He can't whoop him 5,000 years ago, and he can't whoop him now. Why? Because there's no failure in God. He is self-existent. He existed before anything was. And when everything else ain't, ain't worth having, Jesus Christ will still rule. And let me tell you, if you want to rule, no Christ in your life. Come on now. You know out there ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. Ain't a thing out there. 
Ain't nothing but hell and high waters. Ain't nothing but confusion, death, diseases, uh, murdering, killing, raping. Ain't nothing out there. Hey, you can never achieve anything sinning against God. I don't care. You might be successful to a period, but that's going to collapse because Jesus Christ said, without me, without him in your life, you can't do nothing. And nothing from nothing leaves nothing. And when you don't have nothing in your life to control you, which is Jesus Christ, if he is not controlling you, if you haven't been washed in the blood of the Lamb, guess what? You're nothing. When you die, you're going to hell. I don't say that in anger. I don't say that in, in joy. I say that as a warning, a warning from who? God Almighty. God is telling the world, don't, don't, don't go to hell. I died for you. 2,000 years ago, I died, I suffered, I was mutilated, I was spit upon, I was kicked, I was plucked, I was whipped. I was what? I was almost whoo, completely disfigured. I looked, whoo, Jesus looked like hamburger hanging on a tree, nails in his hand, body all beaten down to the, to the, to, to, to the uh, sinews. You can see the gristle in his body where they took that cat nine tail and tore him up. They ripped him up. They crucified him. For what? For yourself. For your lowdown. For my lowdown. Dirty, rotten, conniving sin. I hate it. And the world loves it. The devil loves the sin. And he loves for people to sin against God because he knows what God hates. He hates sin. He don't hate you. He don't hate you at all, not one bit. He loves you, and he loves you so much that he did something else that nobody else could do. Nobody else had an attempt to do it. Nobody else can, can, can take what Christ took on Calvary. God took it all up on the flesh of his son, Jesus Christ. God felt the pain. God felt the anger. He felt the, 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 what sin calls, and sin is messy. Sin stinks. Sin is conniving. Sin is destruction. Sin whoo, is real, damnable to the soul. And yet, Jesus Christ, stop and think now. Jesus Christ. Jesus means Savior. Christ means anointed, meaning that God himself became a man, became a man. He became a human being. And when he became a human being, he felt what a human being feels, every bit of it. He was tempted just like you are, but yet he was without sin. And by him being without sin, he was able to carry your sins, my sins, your mama's sins, your granddaddy's sins, the sins of the ancient world, the sin from, from Adam all the way down to the end of millennium. Jesus Christ took all that, all of it. And as powerful as he was, all power, all power, when they hung him on the cross, the weight of sin went down on him. And he yelled out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God turned his back on himself. 
for three hours, Christ could not pray. He could not pray the last three hours while he was on the cross. Why? Because the agony, the epitome, the, 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 oh, I can't, I can't explain it. The piercing of sin went down into the epitome of his heart, his soul, his body, and he said, my God, my God, why have you left me alone? God could not look upon himself for the sins of the world. And the sins of the world, little sin, big sin, ugly sin, and man is sinning today. He's still trying to put Christ back on the cross, but you can't put him back on the cross because let me tell you something. Here's what happened. If you don't come to Christ and you die in your sins, I'll say it again. If you reject Christ and you die in your sins, you will have to pay. And the payment is eternal destruction in Gehenna, in hell forever. So what you tell them, what you saying, preacher? I'm saying the only way you can pay for your own sins is that you suffer in hell forever. In other words, it never will get paid. Woo, my God. But when Christ came, listen to me what I'm saying. When Christ came, he was without sin. He had no sin. He could not sin. He was sinless. He was willing enough to take your sins and be punished for your sins, be crucified for your sins, bled and died for your sins, went down into the bowels of the head of hell and preached to those in prison for your sins, stayed in that hell for three days and three nights. On the third day, he got up for your sins. He was resurrected for your sins. And then he said, I got all power in heaven, in heaven, and earth in my hand. And you say, what is sin? What is sin? Anything that's not holy like God. I'll break it down to make a long story short. Anything that's not like God. And God is holy in everything he do. And the only way you can be holy is that you accept his son, Jesus Christ, and you can become holy just like Jesus Christ. But yet still, you will have a problem with the carnal nature because that's still sinful. And that's what, that would be sinful until Jesus Christ comes because Paul said, this is what Brother Paul said, he said, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. He said, but I thank God that he delivered me out of this year sin trait through the Holy Spirit, yet still I still have a problem to do the right thing when I want to do good evil present with me. So you, we are wrestling the flesh and the spirit is wrestling every day, but you still live can live without sin in the soul, in the spirit, but the carnal man is still working against that divine nature. Thank God I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, but yet still I have the carnal nature, and sometimes it try to overtake me, but it cannot overtake me because the power that the Holy Ghost had, all powerful, Christ did that for me. He went to hell for me. 
And if he went to hell for me, I'm going to accept him and say that you paid for my sins. Come into my life, Jesus Christ. Please come into my life because I don't want to die and go to hell. Because if I go, I can't get out. I can't call the operator. I can't call the hospital. I can't call the paraplegic. I cannot call the paramedics. I can't call nobody if I go to hell because nobody's going to answer me. Even God himself cannot. He, 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 he can talk to you in hell, but he can't deliver you from hell. Don't go. In the book of Revelation, it tells you it would be gnashing and gashing of teeth. My friend, Jesus Christ is coming soon. Everything has been set up. The world church is here. Listen to what I'm saying. The world church is here. It's here. The Pope, the Pope says he's got all denominations to agree that when the time comes that all religions will join together and come one world religion called Catholic, which means a universal religion. And the Pope said, it's almost here. When will it arrive, Brother Bazaar? Well, according to the scripture, it will. it's already arrived, but it will arrive in full blossom after. Listen to what I'm saying. After the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church will be taken out. The born-again, baptized, Holy Ghost on five believers that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb and those that have not come to accountability, which means children, and those that have accepted Jesus Christ as a personal Savior will automatically, one day soon, will hear a trumpet. A trumpet will sound, what? So loud. It's going to be so loud that it will pierce the graveyard. Good God Almighty, the trumps of God will pierce the graveyard and go down into the grave and speak to those bodies that's in the grave. And when they speak to them bodies in the grave, the souls that have went to paradise in heaven will come down from heaven and re-enter the bodies and get up out of the grave with a new body, an incorruptible body a body just like Christ, and we that remain alive shall be caught to meet the Lord in the air. When we meet the Lord in the air, guess where we're headed? We're headed for the judgment seat of Christ. All the saints of God from where? From America? From where? From South America? From where? From Mexico? From where? Russia? From where? China? From every country? from every continent, for all those that are suffering for Christ's sake and have accepted Jesus Christ in Africa or all over the world. God is saving souls every day all over the world, every minute, every hour. Souls are being saved by missionaries and by, by, by Internet, woo, woo, everywhere. And guess what? There's a day coming when the trumps are going to sound and those that are saved, get saved before the trumpet sound, will be translated from earth to glory. And after that, the world church will come on the scene. The one world church 
is coming on the scene. It's been in the workings for the last 75 years. 75 years, the World Council of Churches has been manipulating and getting all these wicked spirits together, these demons, these cohorts, these Nephilim, they are getting them together, and they say we are going to break in to the one world church that will be the church that Satan will have control of, and he has control of it, part of it right now, because many people in churches today are under the influence of demonic spirits, and they say that they're saved, and they're not saved. They're not saved because they haven't repented of their sins. They haven't given their life to Christ. They haven't turned from no sin at all. They have a form of godliness, but they don't have no power. They don't believe in the cross. They don't have no power of the cross in them because the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is in the cross. Because when Jesus got up out the grave, when he got up out the grave, what happened? He paid. He paid, he paid the penalty for my sins and your sins. And now the only way that I can get to God is I got to come to the cross. For the cross is the power of God into salvation for those that believe it. The power is in the blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So what happens after the rapture? The form church begins to form. When it gets to form, what will the church look like after the rapture of the true church? What, is, what will it look like? Well, the true church is in the book of Acts, second chapter. The true church is in the 19th chapter of Revelation, the 11th verse. That is the true church. That's the real deal. That's the real holiness. That's the real sanctification. That's the real love. This church it's going to come back with Christ at the end of the tribulation period. It will be a holy church. It will be a church without a spot or a wrinkle. It will be a church that's been washed in the blood of the Lamb. So I'm telling you right now, if you haven't been washed in the blood of the Lamb through the Holy Spirit, you will be left here, and you will probably likely, if you don't know the word and you don't know what to do, you'll fall under the power of the false church. Well, Brother Bazaar, will you tell me something? Will you tell me where the false church is at? Well, the false church started way back in the book of Genesis when Cain and Abel were getting ready to have service. They were getting ready to offer their sacrifices. And old Abel was a sheep keeper. And Cain was a gardener. And it was time for service. It was time to commit yourself to the Lord, God Almighty. So what happened at that at that period of time? Well, Abel was a sheep herder. And what Abel knew and what he was taught by Adam and Eve, and so was Cain, they always taught the plan of redemption, the plan of redemption, the plan of being redeemed, the plan of being a new creature, the plan of what? Getting your sins forgiven. They were taught that by Adam and Eve because God taught it to them after they were cast out of the Garden of Eden. He taught that to them, the plan of salvation. So what happened? Abel 
built an altar, so did Cain. Abel took a ooh lamb and slew it and took the blood and put it on itself and put it on the lamb. That's what he done. By faith. He did it by faith. He believed. This is what, this is what Abel believed to receive salvation and to get his sins cleansed and forgiven. He knew that it would take blood for God to accept his sacrifice. So he took the blood, he cut the jugular vein of the of the lamb, and he sprinkled it on himself, and he sprinkled it on the altar. And he put the lamb on the altar, and he set it afire. And the smoke went straight up to God, and God smelled the sweet-smelling Savior that Abel was saying, Lord, I am a sinner. I am lost. I am undone. I need to take this blood of this lamb for a sacrificial offering for the covering of my blood until redemption came. And that's what God did. God smiled on Abel, and he accepted what? He accepted the sacrifice. Why? Because of the blood, because of the blood, because of the blood. All through human history, all through human history, God would not accept anything unless it was done by the blood. No blood, no offering. No blood, no acceptance. So Cain took his altar and built an altar. And he took squashes and watermelons and cucumbers and squashes and tomatoes, and he stacked that altar up, and he lit it a fire, and he bowed down and said, Lord, this is my offer. I'm going to work my way. I work. I work. I work. It was good that he worked, but he forgot something. He forgot the blood. He did not acknowledge that he was a sinner and that he needed a sacrifice. He needed a clean sacrifice to cover his sin at that time, and he rejected what God required. And God requires the sinners today. Good God Almighty, out of Zion, God requires every sinner, every low-down, dirty, rotten, bald-headed sinner. And then I'm including myself. Come on now. I ain't, I ain't all that. I'm, you know what I am? I'm just a child of God trying to tell you that what Cain done, he rejected the blood sacrifice and God smelt the smoke and it stink before his nostrils and the smoke went down toward the ground because Cain thought that he could work his way into salvation. And you can't work your way into salvation because you're saved by works. You're saved by grace. And that same grace that we use in the Old Testament, hey, was he modified it was certified, it was justified, it was sanctified, because when God became man, whoo, a sinless sacrifice, he died and suffered on Calvary's cross and shared his blood. And this blood don't cover sin, this blood don't mess with sin, this blood destroys sin, this blood cleanses sin. And so when a sinner comes to Jesus Christ, he must accept what Jesus Christ done and that his blood was shed for him. And if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. In other words, you're saved by faith and not by works. 
least any man should boast. You're saved by faith, not by works, least any man should boast. Why? Because there's a lot of people today, a lot of the multitude of people today believe because they're white. They got salvation because they black. They got salvation. Some people believe they got a lot of money. They can buy their way to heaven. People believe by working in the church, they can be saved. People believe if they give all their money, uh, 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 give a, a whole lot of money to the church and to a charity organization, they can go to heaven. People believe because my mom and daddy was a certain uh, denomination or certain thing that I can go to heaven. You cannot go to heaven without the blood of Christ. You hear what I say? I say it again. You cannot go to heaven without the blood of Jesus Christ. And what is the world doing today? The world is rejecting the blood of Jesus Christ. They're rejecting the cross. They're rejecting his suffering. They're rejecting everything he's done for them on Calvary's cross. And by them rejecting what Christ done on Calvary's cross, I'll guarantee you 99.999 on up to 999 to 110%. If you die without repenting of your sins and confessing with your mouth that Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross and his blood is the only thing can save you, you're Accept him by faith through the Holy Spirit, through his shed blood. You will die without Christ. And if you die without Christ, you got to pay for your own sins because Christ paid for your sins. And you rejected it. And what would this church look like? What would this world church look like? This world church is found in the book of Revelation. Let's go there. Let's go and see what this church looked like and what it will be like. Here it is. 17th chapter of Revelation. This is what the church will look like in the middle of the tribulation period. In the middle of the tribulation period, this church will be at full blossom. And the world will be dazzled about how this church looked on the outside, but on the inside, is a low-down, dirty cesspool, cesspool of sin. Here's what it looked like. Listen to what the angel said. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven veils, and talked, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show you the judgment of what? The great whore. The great whore. He didn't say whore. It's a great whore who sits up on many waters, sits up on mankind. Mankind is many waters. The great whore refers to the religions, listen, religions of the world that ever have been, which divides by men, which are divided by men. Men think this stuff up. As a substitute for what? Jesus Christ. And him crucified. All right. These churches, this this you, this your woman, this great whore, is a world religious, set up on a beast. She's substituting all world religion. What you talking about? Preacher, what world religion? Man, we got over three thousand different kinds of world religions today that exist in our time. And our time 
is so full of different world religions and ways that man is trying to accept uh, 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 God through their own effort. Guess what? It's failure. We got Jehovah Witness. Jehovah Witness. We got humanism. We got the occult. We got the evolution of Israel religion. Actually, it's a fool because the Bible says in what? In the 14th chapter of Psalms and in the 53rd chapter of Psalms, the fool has said that it's hard. There is no God. So that's a foolish religion. We got witchcraft, a religion. We got atheism, a religion. We got Buddhism, a religion. These are all world religions, all world religions. We got Taoism. We got Islam. We got circularism. We got Judaism, which was a religion in the Old Testament that God instituted through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to be in a type and shadow of a better sacrifice. So they sacrificed animals in the Old Testament, but it was on a temporary sacrifice. But it was pointing to the great sacrifice. What you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about God Almighty. I'm talking about God Almighty sitting on his throne, sitting on his throne now in heaven, looking down upon the sons of men. And when he looked down, he saw sin, nothing but sin, sin in the morning, sin in the evening, sin from the Garden of Eden all the way across the Babylonian Empire, all the way across the Medo Persian Empire, all the way across the A.D., all the way across B.C. He didn't see nothing but sin, but he stopped at four B.C. And he said, somebody, good God Almighty, somebody got to go down. The animals' sacrifices ain't working. The animal sacrifice is about to run out. Men are still sinning. Men are still lying, cheating, backbiting, whoremongering. Men are still living wicked. He said, I've got to go down, and I ain't got nobody to sin. Oh, my God, I can't send an angel. I can't send Michael. I can't send Uriah. I can't send Gabriel. I can't send cherubims and seraphims. They ain't qualified. Well, and then he said in Hebrew, if thou will prepare me a body, a body, a human body, a body with flesh and blood, a body that I can feel what man feels, a body where I have to sleep and eat just like a man, a body where it can hurt, a body, ooh, good God Almighty. He said, I'll go down and redeem man. You know what he did? Make a long story short, Mary came in. She was found with child. And the child wasn't born of flesh and blood, wasn't born by the will of man, wasn't born by some deity, some, some, some God out of nowhere. God himself, God himself became a man, implanted himself by the Holy Ghost into Mary's womb, and he stayed there for nine months. And at the end of the nine months, Mary brought forth a child. Then you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall do what? Save his people. Whose people? The Jews. He came to his own, and his own received it not. But as many received him, he gave them power to become the sons of the living God. And the Jews rejected him. And God Almighty said, I got to cut them off. Um, after I've cut them off, I'm going to engraft the Gentiles in. And when he engrafted the Gentiles in, a train came by one day in the figure of the speech. A train called the Salvation Train. 
And when that thing came by, I was in sin and degradation. I was a liar, a backbiter. I was a, everything that you can call me. But they tell me one thing, the train stopped and told me, do I want to ride? I said, what do I have to do to get on the train? And the Bible tells me, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And they tell me, I got on, good God Almighty. And what I got on, sin became my enemy. Sin was no longer my friend. Sin I turned away from. Sin I sinned no more. In other words, Jesus came in and washed my sins away, and I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a saint of God. I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm I'm one of God's children, just one of them, good God, because he's got millions of children, good God Almighty. I'm just one of them. And ever since then, I've been riding on the glory train. And let me tell you, I ain't never been in no false church. I ain't never, false, no, I ain't never preached no false message. Why? Because Jesus Christ is my preacher. Jesus Christ is my comforter. Jesus Christ is my water. Jesus Christ is my rose. Jesus Christ is my lily. Jesus Christ is my bread. He's my all. And whatever he say in his word, I'm going to back it up. I know he don't need no backup. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he's backing me up, though. And let me tell you one thing. This train is still moving. And guess what? It's going to go out to a while. And it's going to leave this earth. It's going to leave by airline. Uh, airline is going, I'm going to fly away. Pipeline, that means I die and go through the tomb of the grave and then be resurrected. You understand what I'm saying? So I know one thing. I'm going I'm going to airline. Woo! Because Jesus Christ is coming in my lifetime. And let me tell you something. I'm looking for him to come tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm looking for Jesus Christ to come. Really, I am. I got everything ready, honey. Save, sanctify, filled with the Holy Ghost, and love everybody. Love everybody. Love those that don't love me. Love those that curse me. Love those that lie on me. Love everybody. Don't hate a soul. Only thing I hate is demons and devils. I hate that raw-headed, stupid devil. So in the book of Revelation, let's see what this year false church looks like. Because this false church denies the birth, death, and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. That's what they deny. They don't believe that. They don't accept that. They don't believe in holiness. And that's why the Bible calls it the great whore. All right? It says, with whom the kings of the earth have committed what? You mean these people in church call themselves in church commit fornication? And you got people today talking about they know Jesus Christ and they fornicate every other day. They lying every other day. They playing numbers every other day. They drinking every other day. They come in adultery every other day. They doing whatever they want to do, trying to name the name of Christ. And this year, Bible said, this is the great whore. This is what you're allowed to do in this church. But in the holiness church, uh-uh, uh-uh, you ain't bringing that crap up in here. Uh-uh, if you don't believe me, you better read the book of Acts and see what happens when you, when you try to bring that stuff up in here. It ain't in there. Jesus Christ's blood sanctified my soul. And when since to sanctify my soul, I, I, ooh, I'm going to terminate sin into hell. So this year, great whore have committed what? Fornication, both spiritually and physically. Spiritual fornication 
is when you fornicate with evil spirits. You fornicate evil spirits. You name the name of Christ, but you're fornicating spiritually with evil spirits. You're letting spirits tell you what to do. And physical fornication is when you take a woman or a man, a homosexuality, and all this old crazy ideology that men are coming up with today that you can be a, 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 a homosexual and be a Christian. No, you can't. No, you can't. You ain't no Christian. And if you get saved, you're going to denounce homosexuality. Oh, come on. A Holy Ghost got power. Holy Ghost ain't going to agree with that. And if you still talking about you a Christian and you pumping what? Peanut butter. Packing peanut butter. Oh, y'all don't understand what I'm saying, but I got to go that right to let you know. This is what this is church is doing. This is what the, 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 the lesbians are doing. They're doing all sex with them. This is what this is woman represent, the great whore. They do all kind of sex acts, all kind of sex acts. They go threesome. They go foursome. Oh, look here. They go upside down. They do 69. They do all kind of wicked pornography, porno. They take little young children and rape them. They take young children and use them for their pleasure. This is what this whore is doing. And folks are in these false churches. These false churches do not claim the righteousness of God and the holiness of God and the repentance that God requires for you to do. They keep right on going. And guess what? They belong to the world church. They belong to the great whore. Look, look, look what it says. With whom the kings of earth have committed fornication. The great whore, all types of religions, from the very beginning, most nations have been ruled by some what type of religion. Go back to the Tower of Babel. Go back to the Noah and the Ark. Go back with Sodom and Gomorrah. Go back with the Egyptians. Go back with the Assyrians. Go back with the Babylonians. Go back with the Media Persians. Go back. Go on back. All these religions are in the world today, and these are ancient spirits that have been revived, and they're bringing in the same old stuff, but in a new modern way, as so-called sophisticated religion. Now it's sophisticated, and this great whore is sophisticated. Listen, listen what it says. Oh, my God, my God. It says, all religions devised by men even the parts of Christianity. They try to bring Christianity in this. In this all this here crap, religions that they have, they try to bring Christianity and mix Christianity with false religion. You cannot mix Jesus Christ with the devil. You can't. It ain't going to work. And never have, never will. And you're a lying wonder. If you think you can do all your other stuff and do what you want to do and then fall on your knees and say, Lord, help me, I'm trying to, uh-uh, you've got to stop that crap, and the only way to stop it is the blood of Christ. That's the only thing. This is what it said. It said they tried, to, they tried to put it in with Christianity. They have been reputed to labor by the Lord as spiritual fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication, proclaims that the addiction of religions 
the doing of religion is the most powerful narcotic there is. Whoa! People get caught up in transmutation. They get caught up in all kinds of seances. They get caught up with all kinds of spells. They are committing fornication and try to bring Christ into it. You are spiritually fornicating. Spiritually. This is what the woman got the world doing today. And let me tell you, these religions and even uh, denominations been led away from the cross, and they are joining this world churches. So we got paganism. We got agnosticism. We got Hinduism. We got spiritualism. We got Baha. We got schism. We got Scientology. We got deists. We got voodoo. We got Satanism. We got Luciferians. We got we got Illuminati, we got Mormons, we got religion on top of religion. Where did they come from? They come from directly from the pits of hell itself. Satan is the originator of all false religion. What you say? What you say? What about Christianity? Well, what is Christianity? Christianity is not a religion. Uh-oh, no sir. Never will, never will, never will be. Christianity is a relationship, a divine intercourse with the spirit of God in your spirit. When the spirit of God impregnates your spirit, it impregnates you. And when it impregnates you, you become a new creature. You become a babe in Christ. You become a born-again believer. Why? Because you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you have reputed, you have denounced sin, and you have turned away from Satan and all his lying wonders, and you have said, Lord, I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that God actually, realistically, was resurrected from the dead on his own power, and guess what? He's coming back to get a church in a moment and a tweak of my eye. I will disappear from this old planet and meet the Lord in air. For if I don't have Jesus Christ in my life, I'll be left here with the great whore. This is what the great whore did. Third verse. So she carried me away in the spirit, in the wilderness. Sin is wilderness. Sin is wicked. Sin is poison. Sin is destructive. Sin will cause you doing anything outside of real holiness. Sin will, sin, ooh, you know what sin will do? Sin will cause a 60-year-old man to take a 5-year-old girl. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen, sin will cause a 60-year-old man to take a 5-year-old girl and take himself and put himself inside that five-year-old girl and have sex with that girl. Think about it. Sin will have your daughters on the street prostitute. Sin will take young girls and young boys and use them for their pleasure, child pornography. Sin will cause two men to go to bed together and do whatever they want to do and come out licking their lips. Sin will murder, men will murder four and five and 15 and 20 and 30 women 
and cut them up and put them in plastic bags and throw them in the dumpsters and lick their lips and say they didn't do it. Sin will cause men be drawn crazy, insane. Sane asylums are full of people today. They call sin will drive you right to the pits of hell. And the devil says, I got him, and I ain't got nothing but a short time, and I'm going to get everybody I can. But let me tell you, the only way that you can escape the wrath of Lucifer, the wrath of the devil, is one. Come on to the cross. Fall down on your sin, bend the knees, and repent of your sins until Jesus Christ will come on in my, my heart like a rushing wind and change my life. And I don't have to depend upon the devil to get my pleasure because Jesus Christ got pleasure, divine pleasure, divine pleasure. Guess what? Eternal life forever. Pleasure to walk on the streets of gold. Pleasure to never see more death. Pleasure to have to cry no more. Pleasure to have to worry about killing and murdering and raping. Oh, that's pleasure, brother. It's pleasure to walk on streets of gold and saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God almighty. This is what Satan wants, don't want you to have. So, so he carried me in the wilderness. Sin is a wilderness. And sin is getting worse and worse every day. And he said, and I saw a woman sit up on a scarlet beast, red, red beast, full of names and blasphemy, full of names and blasphemy. The organized religion by that win, the form of religion claiming to have salvation or victory other than other than other than the cross. The scarlet color indicates blood pertaining to the great persecution, full of names and blasphemy, referred to the woman opposing the plan of God in every capacity. The Pope says, the Pope says today, right now, 24-7, the Pope says it was not necessary for Jesus to die, and it was a failure when he hung on the cross. This is what the Pope's saying. Hey, you're going to go around the Pope. You're going to go poking around the Pope. The Pope said that the crucifixion of Jesus Christ was a failure. He a lying wonder. And people believe, the world believe, and in the time of the great tribulation, the Pope is going to tell the world that this Antichrist is God Almighty and the foolishness of the world. People are going to lick it like honey. They're going to eat it up, and they're going to believe that this man is actually God Almighty. After the fake resurrection, that's going to occur during in the middle of the tribulation period and the mark of the beast come because people got their minds and their heart and their soul sold out on the world. I love the world. I die for the world. I, I, I give up everything for the world and the world to say they're going to give up their souls to receive food and have the opportunity to have obligation to do their business. People are actually going to sell their souls in the middle of the tribulation. You hear what I said? They're going to sell their soul. And there is soul selling. 
Satan himself, the little foot, backbiting, double-minded, baboon, I can call him anything I want to call him. He come up before Jesus Christ talking about, man, look here. I'll tell you what I'll do for you on the third temptation. If you fall down and worship me and honor me, pay homage to me, I'll give you the world and all the kingdoms. The Lord said, God Almighty said to his son, Jesus Christ, thou shalt worship, thou shalt worship, thou shalt worship the Lord God and him only. Who are you worshiping today? Who are you worshiping today? You worshiping your looks, you worshiping your car, you worship your husband, you worship your sister, your brother, you worship things that don't have a hill of beans to deliver you from sin. How much do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength? If you don't love the Lord with all your mind, heart, and soul, and strength, you got a problem. First thing, you need to be saved. The second thing, you need to grow in grace. Third thing, you need to lay aside every weight and every sin that's so easy to be set at you. And what? Look to Jesus and nobody but Jesus only all the time. This woman is going to be what? What's she going to look like? Full of blasphemy. They're going to be cussing God. This church cuss. We're going to be cussing God. They're going to be doing all things against God. And it says, having seven heads and ten horns. The seven heads are the seven world empires. Seven world empires. The seven world empires. What are they? The seven world empires are what? Egypt, a Syrian empire. Number three, Babylonian empire. Number four, Median Persian empire. Number five. Grecian Empire. Number six, the Roman Empire. Number seven, the revived Roman Empire, which right now is in the making, the revived Roman Empire. That's the seven world empires. And Rome is trying to make a comeback. And Rome was started the, Rome, the, uh, the, the the World Council of Churches was started in 1948. 1948, Israel became a nation. 1948, the uh, European Common Market Nation was started, and now they have full blossom, and the world church is getting ready to rise. They can't rise until Laodicea Church. And the Laodicea Church is the last church age. After the church age of Laodicea, there's no church age. You will not find a church in Revelation until the 19th chapter of Revelation. At the fourth chapter of the book of Revelation, the church is raptured up. Good God Almighty, the trumpet is going to sound. The dead in Christ going to rise. And in a moment of a twinkling of an eye, millions of people will be missing from earth. And Laodicea will be what? Transformed into the great whore. Listen to what it says. The ten horns. The ten horns is the ten European common market nations. They ain't existent right now. They are ruling right now. And to make it a little more simple for you, Daniel saw these ten horns, ten crowns, ten toes. He saw all them. 
And according to the Bible, what the Bible say, not what I say, this represents the European common market. And then after a while, Daniel looked again. He said, wait a minute, I see, I see ten horns. And he said, now, I saw the ten horns which represent the ten toes, the ten kings, and the ten crowns. He said, but look, I see another little horn come up from amongst the other ten horns. What is this eleven horn? This eleven horn had eyes and a mouth that speak great things against the Most High. What that horn is, that horn represents the Antichrist. What country came into the European common market? What year did it come in? It came in 1986. Spain was introduced to the 11th horn. And in the 11th horn, there was a man called Generalissimo Franco. And Franco chose Juan Carlos out of Rome, Italy, to come down and be trained to take hold of Spain. In 1975, Franco died. When Franco died, they tell me, Juan Carlos took over from 1975. He became the king of Spain. After the king of Spain, he'd been the king of Spain from 1975 until 2014. What happened in 2014? 2014, Juan Carlos had got so old and so feeble that he, he, he could not be the king of Spain. So Juan Carlos had a son called King Felipe. King Felipe was born in 1968. When he was born in 1968, in 2014, he was a full-grown man. And by him being a full-grown man, King Juan Carlos said, I got to give the throne to my son. When he gave it to his son, his son said, now I'm the king of Spain. And he's been the king of Spain since 2014 until now. And that's the little horn that Daniel saw 2,600 years ago. Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. And somebody said, well, why didn't he name him? Uh-uh, because God said, I'm not going to give him a name. But when he comes, he's going to be a king. He's going to be a prince. He's going to be handsome. He's going to be smart. He's going to know all ten languages. He's going to be able to be a four-star general. And now his name. Listen to what I'm saying. His name is King Philippi. And King Philippi now is a little horn that was spoken about 2,600 years ago, and now he's alive, and he's what? 55 years old. He will be 56 years old, January 30, 2024. He has a wife and two daughters, and he stands at six foot six. He's got six letters in all three of his names. He comes from the royal diadem from the descendants of Esau, from the descendants of Esau and Jacob. And the Bible tells me there's going to be a time called Jacob's trouble in the last three and one half years of the tribulation period. It gives you a picture in the Old Testament of the three of the time that Esau was chasing down Jacob, and he was going to slay all seventy of his children and cattle. And when the Lord saw that he's going to do that, Jacob prayed all night. And he wrestled with the angel of the Lord all night and told the Lord, I'm not going to let you go, no, until you bless me. And the Lord said, you got to let me go. It's getting done. And so the Lord put a cripple. He crippled his thigh. And, and old Jacob let him go. And the Bible said that God said, I'm not going to alone call you Jacob. You shall be called Israel. You are a prince of God. God said, you are going to be my prince. And out of thee shall come a star. 
Out of thee shall come a deliverer. Out of thee shall come a savior. Out of thee shall come a tried stone. Out of thee shall come an emancipator. Out of thee shall come the savior of the world. And guess what? He came. He went. And he's coming back again, just like he said he would. And this woman, let's see what she looked like, the world. This is what attracts the world. And the woman, fourth verse, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color. All of this pertained to Israel, but with a carryover to the church age. The purple represents dominion of the religions over the nations with the scarlet color representing the persecution of Israel and that with gold. Whoo, that's what the church looked like. The false church looked like. It's gorgeous. And precious stone and pearl. Having, listen, having a golden cup in her hand. And all of these religions having allurement symbolizing by the cup being gold, full of abomination and filthiness of her fornication, proclaiming that this cup holds despite outward attractive. Now, this cup represents a false religion covered up by gold, looks good, tastes good, feels good. You get a good sensation out of it. But inside the cup is filled with homosexuality, adultery, fornication, drugs, lesbianism, sexism, uh, ooh, you name it, all kinds of sex sins, all kinds of drinking sins, all kinds of rural sins, all kinds of garbage inside the cup and guess what people drink sin like water and the churches today the false churches and the, remember in the midst of these false churches there are some true people in the false church but they don't go along with the doctor but they just go in there but there's false people in a true church that don't know jesus christ they're going through their feelings. But real salvation, you got the true church. And up on the forehead, fifth verse, was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great mother of harlots, an abomination of the earth. The mystery of Babylon. The word mystery separates spiritual Babylon from spiritual Babylon. It is great in the eyes of the world, but not in the eyes of God. This proclaims the actual content of a golden cup, even though it looks wonderful. Oh, man, does it look wonderful. On the outside, if it is not Jesus Christ and him crucified, I'll say that again. If it's not Jesus Christ 
and him crucified, then it is labeled by the Lord a harlot, an abomination. Regrettably, that includes much of the modern Christianity as well. Now listen, the devil has tried to modernize Christianity by paganism and brought paganism into the church and a part of the church is accepting this. And it has tried to poison Christianity. It can't poison Christianity, but it can hinder people from really having a divine relationship with Jesus Christ. If you haven't had a divine, direct relationship with Jesus Christ, then you most likely is going to connect up with the great whore because the great whore looks good. Can I talk to you a little bit? Oh, my goodness. You see how some of these women dress today? They dress, oh, my God. Men, tongues hanging out, wagging their heads, losing their minds. Yeah, look good. But behind all that, you got all kinds of venereal diseases. You got all kinds of AIDS. And you got all kinds of, ooh, HIV. You got homosexuality where you got what? You got, my Lord, syphilis. You got gonorrhea. You got, man, you got all, man, you got diseases that the uh, uh, laboratory can't cure. Why? Because of rotten living. It looks good, but it's rotten to the core. And this your woman looks good, rotten to the core. What happens to this woman? To a woman in the Old Testament called Jezebel. Jezebel was a good old-looking woman. Well, yes, she had it in the right place at the right time and knew how to flirt herself around. And she was one that hated God, and she was going after Baal, and she had 850 false prophets. She was prostituting the men, and she would set up idols and, 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 and altars and worship Baal and calling the name Baal and worship uh, 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 demons and kill babies and sacrificing them, she was a horrible woman. And God told her to repent. Repent. And Jezebel said, oh, come on, she held with this God. She, she held with this God. I ain't serving this year Jehovah. I'm not going to serve Jehovah God. I'm going to serve Baal. And guess what? People serving Baal today. Going into New York, going into San Francisco, going into Hollywood, going to all these cities, and you see people setting up Baal, setting up Moloch. Go, go, look around a little bit. Take some of these these roofs off of these houses and see what people are doing inside these houses. Look and see what they're doing inside these churches. They're hoarding in there. Preachers are having sex with the members of the church, members of the own family. Oh, it's rotten. This is a great horse. They look good. They dress good. They smell good. They talk good. But underneath is rotten, just like Jesus said. You come good looking on the outside, but your inside is like dead men's bones in the graveyard. Look her here. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints. This church will persecute the saints of God. Well, where the saints of God at? If the saints of God was raptured in the in the in the, in the um, in the rapture, where did these saints come from? These saints come from what? The preaching of the gospel by the Jewish people. 
the first three and one half years, the gospel is preached by the Jews. There's a multitude of people that get saved. You hear what I said? There's a multitude. There's a worldwide revival, a revival that nobody could cover, a revival that man, man wouldn't even think about having a revival because it's going to take more than man to have a revival. It takes God to have a revival, and God got the people to do it with. What? 144,000? Y'all don't hear me, do you? God ain't through with the Jews. God will ever love the Jews. The, the Jews will last forever. Amen. There's his chosen people. They will be the head of all the nations during the millennium reign. Why? Because King Jesus came out of the Jewish nation. And guess what? Gentile women became an ancestry of Jesus Christ. Ruth, Rahab, Tamar. So Jesus Christ, amen, was planning to let the world know, I'm coming for the Gentiles too. Gentile nations can be saved now. But during the tribulation period, the church will be gone. God's going to use the Jews to come back, 144,000. How many? 12,000. From what? All the tribes of Israel. How many? 12, 12 tribes. 12,000 from Judah. I'm just going to read the tribes that's going to come out of there to reassure you the Bible's right. The Bible's right because God wrote it. Two holy men as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Ain't no mistake in it no way. And I ain't making no mistakes in reading it. I'm going to tell you just like it is. And this is what it says. This is going to bring the revival in after the rapture of the church. Because the church in Israel is not going to be on the earth at the same time. Uh, the church don't have this opportunity 2,000 years. The church don't went through hell and high waters. My friends, let me tell you. I'm going to say this and I'm going to have all to call. Out of the tribes during the first part of the tribulation period. Out of the tribe of Judah, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Gad, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Asher, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Nephilim, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Levi, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. 12,000 times 12,000 equals 12 times 12. Thousand equals 144,000. These are the evangelistic Jews that were preached three and one half years of the gospel of kingdom. In the middle of the tribulation period, they will be taken to heaven. And those that got saved after the rapture will be persecuted by this woman, this great whore. Unbelievers, I'm going to say it plain, unbelievers that rejected Jesus Christ. It's as simple as that. People who do not or never knew Jesus Christ only by works that they've done, not by faith. Why don't you come to Christ tonight? Really, you don't have a choice. If you don't come to Christ, you won't be lost forever. Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross for your sins. He died for me. I'm not on here for my health. I'm not on here to make a big name for myself. I'm not on here to down you and cut you up and tell you ain't no good. I ain't on that. I ain't on that. I ain't on here to tell you I ain't no better than you. I used to be a sinner. You need Christ tonight. The only thing you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's simple. There's nothing hard about it. Are you scared? You scared you got to give up this and give up that and give what well, I ain't worried about you giving up anything. You can give up you can give up everything. You can give up breathing. That, that costs you to die. 
You can give up smoking. You can give up drinking. You can give, you can give all that up. Still die and go to hell. Lord, I want you to get you. It's confessed that you're a sinner. You confess you're a sinner, and you want Christ to come in your life and repent of your sins and say, Lord, I am sorry. I ain't talking about just sorry on the surface. I'm deep down sorry in my heart that I sinned, sinned against a holy, loving God. Love you so much. Love you so much that he gave everything he had. Why don't you come to him tonight? This is Elder Bazaar letting you know the only hope we have is in Jesus Christ. It's not in Farrakhan. It's not in the Pope. It's not in no big-time preacher or well-known preacher. It's not in that salvation. It's not in none of those. All the salvation you can find is in Jesus Christ. He is my Savior forever. Why don't you come to him? All you got to do is say, Lord, I am a sinner, and I'm sorry for my sins that I have committed against you. Will you forgive me? Confess with your mouth right now that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the power of God and receive him in your life right now in Jesus' name. If you believe that and you accept that right now, the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. I can't do nothing else about that because you believe by faith. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. You must believe that he is a rewarder for those that what? diligently seek him. Seek him in your life. When the trumps blow, you will go. What about baptism? If you know somebody, amen, become a Christian, or you go to church, you can find out and just tell them you want to be baptized. They say, where you get that at? You got that on Internet. This preacher got me to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and I want to identify myself with the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you don't get baptized, that don't mean you're going to hell. No. Water baptism does not save. Water baptism is just a badge of identity that you have died, and now you're walking up in the newness of life. This is Elder G. Bazaar, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, watchman on the wall, looking and hoping for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank each and every one that listened tonight. Go grab a friend. Go grab a friend. I'll be on Saturday, and I'll be on Sunday afternoon. Go grab a friend and tell them, just listen. Listen. This is Brother Bazaar speaking for Brother Jackson. We love you out there. I, 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 I love you all guys. I wouldn't do nothing to hurt you or do nothing to... Know uh, 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 your esteem. Look to Jesus Christ. I do. I did. And I will forever. May God bless you. Hope to see you Saturday. Amen. Saturday, and I'll see you Sunday at 5. I love you. Go with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And look up for your redemptions. Draw us now.